Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Mr. Fryer, let's go. Been at the 12, it ain't safe. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Talking with Clinton Yates of, of ESPN, a lover of baseball, that you said that the damage that's happening into the game isn't us. It's not you and I, two guys who love baseball and are going to be in it or about it whenever it comes back. It's the fans that you don't gain. What, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is that the way that the owners are trying to access access the fans in terms of what they think is going to be the proper way to play to public opinion is by saying, okay, well, if you can't walk into the stadium, then you should be mad at the players. The fact of the matter is that the way that most fans interface with the game now isn't just by attending baseball games with your eyeballs and eating hot dogs and drinking beer. The social media element of it is a completely different thing. The way the media covers the game now is just a totally different atmosphere, and people want to be a part of the game in ways that aren't just about sitting your butt in the seat and watching somebody hit a home run. So when you cut off the actual product, you prevent people who might have had an inroad in a different manner from even giving it a shot because the only thing you're looking at is non-games and, I don't know, Rob Manfred walking on his golf swing. Make me a bicycle, clown! Clinton was so great. You should go back and listen to the whole conversation, especially if you love baseball. It's Friday, y'all! Baseball! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until 2 o'clock. Gordon Wittenmeyer is going to join me at one. We are going to talk with him about baseball. He will have a very different tone than what Clinton Yates had yesterday. But when we come back, Zach Zabin is going to join me. Why? Because I want to pick his brain about basketball. And Zach knows these things. So he will join me next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 1.9 seconds to go. It's over. DePaul has done something they haven't done since the 2014-15 season. Three straight Big East wins. The exclamation point of victory over rival Marquette on senior night. DePaul 91, Marquette 80. How about these new Blue Demons? How about them is right. It may not seem like a big deal, but 
DePaul being 15 and 14 at this juncture of the season is huge. And yes, it does shine a light on what some of the struggles have been of the program. The voice of the Blue Demons is Zach Zabeman. He's nice enough to put up with nonsense and, and delays to join me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. You can check out Zach as the Blue Demons take on UConn on Saturday. What's up, Double Z? How are you? As a DePaul alum, you have to be loving what's going on. And just to, to piggyback on what you were saying coming in here, the Blue Demons have had just two winning seasons since last appearing in the NCAA tournament in 2004. And it's a new era of DePaul basketball this year under head coach Tony Stubblefield. It's his first season and clearly the arrow is pointing up. There's legitimate reason for optimism at Wintrust Arena and in Lincoln Park because of what DePaul is doing. How would you describe the the first year of, of Stubblefield as head coach of the Blue Demons? I think they've had to endure a lot of basketball adversity both on and off the court because they started out the season 9-1, and one, and they were on fire, had that huge victory on the road at Louisville. They knocked off Rutgers at home. They had big wins, and then they had a little bit of a, a COVID outbreak, and a lot of different sports teams, both college and pro, have had to deal with that. But uh, that took everyone out of circulation for about two weeks, and it took them a while to get going again. And then in the middle of the Big E season, they lost their best player, Javon Freeman-Liberty, out of Whitney Young. They lost him for seven games with a groin injury. And then their second best player, a guy by the name of Davy Jones, second year man out of the Dominican who averages about 15 points a game. They lost him for a few games with an ankle injury. So those two guys didn't get a chance to practice together. Demons went one and nine to start out Big East play. And they've won three straight Big East games playing their best basketball of the season as they approach the Big East tournament next week in New York, three straight wins. That's why you have to like what they're doing. I had a conversation with the DePaul athletic director, Dwayne Peavy. He's in his second year with the program. But this is really the first year for him as the AD because last year everybody was navigating through COVID issues. So he couldn't really do the things he wanted to do. This year he's been able to do that. And he said something when I interviewed him at halftime the other night during the victory against Marquette. He said, I haven't been a part of losing. And Tony Stubblefield, the new head coach, hasn't been a part of losing. And he's right. You know, PV came from Kentucky, arguably the program in college basketball over the years. And Stubblefield spent 11 years as Dana Altman's top assistant at Oregon. So they've raised the standard and they've changed the culture at I think that's that to me is the biggest thing that's changed overall when you ask me what's different about the program this year it's just there's there's an expectation that didn't exist previously the voice of the DePaul Blue Demon Zach Zabin joining me here on the score Javon Freeman Liberty you brought him up a little while ago he had a huge night against Marquette He's been great all season long. It looks like he's going to explore his options as a pro, which I think is good. But how big a deal is it that they've had big moments with not just Freeman Liberty, but with a lot of players this year that, from a recruiting standpoint, helps to put Stubblefield's brand of DePaul basketball back on the map? 
I think the biggest thing is if you are a recruit and the landscape of college basketball has changed dramatically in the last few years, especially with the transfer portal now. Stubbs was hired by DePaul because he's considered one of the best recruiters in all of college basketball. So when he was bringing in recruits to Oregon, even the people that didn't end up going to play for the Ducks ended up becoming tight with Stubbs. And I'm interested in seeing what happens this offseason because now those recruits, some of them probably not happy where they ended up. And if they're not happy, you look at what Stubblefield has done with the Blue Demons in year one without a full complement of weapons. They're shorthanded, and they've been shorthanded all year, and yet they find themselves, Lawrence, you know this better than anybody, the Blue Demons have a winning record in March. It's crazy. That rarely happens, it's right? Crazy. So, and, and we're and, 500 and they, in February. They went 4-4, four and four, should have been 7-1 and one in, in February. They lost three games by a bucket. And again, I mentioned the injury to Freeman Liberty, the injury to Jones, and yet they still managed to win four games in February for the first time since their second season in the Big East back in 06-07. So they've, they've begun to knock off all of these ugly streaks that they've had over the years. And I think because of that, if you're a recruit and you see the way Stubblefield's been able, as a tactician, to get the Blue Demons going on the court. I think this might be a place that you start considering that maybe you wouldn't have looked at in the past. Which is a good, good thing. So, what are the the, the what you what are the real prospects for postseason for DePaul? Well, I, I think they'd have to win the Big East tournament. That's the biggest thing. So, uh, is that possible? Obviously. The Big East has been one of the best conferences in all of college basketball this year. Providence won the regular season title. They enter as the number one seed. Villanova, which has been the standard bearer in the new formation of the Big East, is the number two seed. So it's going to be tough to to do that. But uh, I, I do think that you know this this game that they've got tomorrow in UConn against number eighteen. Uh, Connecticut, I think to me is is something that stands out because if you're able to upset them, then you finish off regular season play with a winning record of 16 and 14. You get momentum. You would have won four in a row in the Big East for the first time ever. And then you end up going to the Big East where there is no one that they can't beat in the opening round, whoever they end up playing. Yep. And they've won in the first round of the Big East tournament the last couple of years where they haven't been as good as they are this year. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of exciting. And I want to go back to Freeman Liberty because you mentioned him. He's the leading scorer in the entire Big East. This is a transfer from Valpo who played at DePaul for the first time last year under Dave Lado, a team that won just five games. And under this coaching staff, he's been able to take his game to a completely different level. I, I kind of compare him to DePaul's version of what Io was at, at Illinois. He's been that good for the Blue Demons because he's more than just a score. Yes, he's averaging nearly 22 points per game, but he gets seven and a half rebounds per contest, three assists per game. He is a major player who understands what it's like to win going back to his high school days where he won a state title at Whitney Young back in 2017. So I, I think when you have a player like that, coupled with his Robin, if you will, in Davy Jones, who averages mm -hmm. 15 and seven and a half, and those guys have not really been playing together for most of conference play. This is a very different DePaul team than the one that played most of the Big East schedule this year. Well, I mean, even if it's in, in – in they need one more win, I think, to to make themselves like a le legitimately attractive for the NIT 
that would be that itself would be uh, a step in the right direction. But either way, like they've done a lot of cool things this season, and it's been fun to watch them. Like this team of kind of nomadic DePaul Blue Demons under Stubbs has been very entertaining. And you're right. Like what what I think is amazing about this season is, and and I say this as someone who who has been there with you calling games in the Big East. There were plenty of times where DePaul could find themselves in a position to upset someone. I think this is the first year in a long time where you don't necessarily want to draw them if you're another team that's got that's maybe on the bubble of the NCAA tournament. Like that that's not a great draw in the first round of the Big East tournament for you. That's why I mentioned Connecticut tomorrow against the the 18th rated Huskies in the country, right? So they came to Wintrust Arena in late January. The Blue Demons were without Javon Freeman Liberty. DePaul lost by just seven points in that game. They just didn't have enough firepower. And now they have Freeman Liberty back. He's a he he just adds a completely different element to this team that was missing for most of the conference schedule. So yeah, you're right. I, I think the the biggest difference is this team expects to win. When they take the court, you know, you're not looking at a, a 25 point blowout, which was the case for many years. In, in Big East play against the top-tier schools. This is a team that feels like it can beat anybody in the conference, and the rest of the conference knows that DePaul is no longer a pushover. You know, this year, Georgetown is that team. The, the Hoyas winless in, in conference play 0-18, and, and they've got their own issues, but DePaul is nowhere near that anymore, and I, I think that's been both uh, fun to watch because, you know, even if they lose, it's going to go down to the wire, but more often than not, down the stretch, they found the ability to win and win big. Well, Zach, I'm hoping that you call, I'm just going to say, five more games. Like, that would be awesome. If you were to, whatever, wherever it is, whether it's in the Big East tournament or the NIT, I got, if you can give me five more games with Zach Zabin on the call, I, as a DePaul fan, would be happy. Sign me up. <laughs> That is Zach Zabeman. He is the voice of the DePaul Blue Demons. You catch him on tomorrow's game against UConn, and it's been fun. It's been fun to actually – I don't know if you've watched DePaul games, and I try to tell people that if you don't care, like I completely get it. They've given you reasons uh, for a long time to, to not care, but I do really like the, the way that, that the new AD is going about trying to bring DePaul back, and it's great that – after 29 games, I'm not looking at a team at 6-23. and 23. Sure, is it is it them barely being above 500? Yes, but I will take it. And they're exciting. Like, they're a fun team to watch. So, UConn on Saturday, then the Big East Tournament, and I think they could be troublesome. They could be very troublesome in the Big East Tournament. This uh, person on Twitch said, Billy is better than Dibs. You're correct. And guess what? This is another thing, and I really like that the new athletic director did. There's a lot of Billy merchandise that is now available if you're a DePaul fan. I was wearing a Billy Blue Demon hoodie yesterday on the show. So that's a way that I think you can kind of sew in some of DePaul's tradition. And to me, the Billy Blue Demon logo is one of the best logos in sports, period. So I'm glad that it's back, and I'm glad that DePaul is having some moderate success. And that they beat Marquette. I want to talk about the Bulls and what happened last night. We'll do that next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. 
Last night's Bulls game was disappointing. Obviously, when you give up 130 points, defense is a big portion of what it is that you want to talk about. But I got to tell you, there were things with the Bulls' offense last night that I found just as egregious. There, I started writing down like categories as the game was going on of things that I didn't like. That's the stuff I don't like. I feel like we, I just do like a Chief Keef like once a week now, which is fine, right? I love it. All right. Hashtag love Sosa. Anyway, here were the things that I don't like. I don't like the spacing. Is it, Brandon, is it too late in the game where we could actually do a Chief Keef segment called This is the Blank I Don't Like? I already got it written down. All You've right. been saying it, so I already got it. All right. Well, it's something to consider. Anyway. Their spacing offensively yesterday was crummy. It was real crummy. And in the group chat, so I I have a, like you probably do, I have a bunch of different group chats that are going on. But the main one is me, Herbie, Campy, Tony. And so we were texting last night, and I, I texted out that while watching what the Bulls look like with Zach on the floor and DeMar on the bench, you would think that these would be the moments where Zach could tap back into being the guy that he's been before DeMar got here. And it's a struggle for him. Now, it might it might be physical. It might be because you're trying to be a good teammate and not go overboard when you do get your opportunity with DeMar not on the floor. By the way, I thought for three quarters last night, DeMar DeRozan was excellent. And what I mean is he was looking to share the ball. I think he finished with, what, eight assists in last night's game? I think his average is five. And you could see that he's like, oh, I'm getting these doubles. Let me pass out and let me get my my teammates involved. I kind of just want to tell Zach when he's on the floor and DeMar isn't, go get yours. The last couple of games, I'm watching Zach Levine. It's like the quietest 22 points that you'll see. Go, Zach, go get yours. When when it rotates out and DeMar's getting his rest and it's you as the main offensive focal point, go get yours. Obviously, the turnovers were a big part of it. Zach had four, DeMar had four, the team had 13. There's still some tentativeness. I was impressed that Billy was playing around with lineup combinations. And like I said a couple days ago, like I was talking to to, to Parkinson Spiegel about this, I expect there to be moments when Vooch and Tristan Thompson are on the floor at the same time. I didn't like the combination that was with them on the floor because you're sacrificing so much that you now are moving Vooch out to the point and it it messes up some of the room to operate. But I'm I'm totally down with Billy continuing to experiment with the way that rotation works. And he did it two times in last night's game at different points in the game. Their defense is what will probably get them knocked out of the playoffs. But if they aren't more of an efficient offensive team, it's gonna look worse. And I'm not just talking about their shooting percentage. 
they put up a ton of points last night. But they could have put up more if they would have been better with the ball, if their spacing would have been better, and if guys wouldn't have been indecisive. There was a play last night, and and Jay and, and Kendall were talking about it on post, and I had it written down in my notes too. That moment where you need a bucket, and Kobe White is in the corner, and instead of just getting the bucket, he was trying to get the call. Just get the bucket. Because they weren't getting the calls last night. So you're not going to get it in that situation. And that's a game recognition thing. And Kobe had a good night scoring. Just just try to score. Don't basket. We At some point, we can have a longer conversation about how destructive offensive games like James Harden and Stephen Curry have been to up-and-coming players. And even DeMar. Because you think you can do what they do, and you're going to get the calls that they get, and then you don't, and it takes you out of the natural way that you go about shooting the basketball or rhythm overall. And that was one of those moments where I'm like, dude, just shoot the ball. Don't try to shoot it and Trey Young your way into a defender. I thought they got rid of that, too. I thought he was cracking down on that anyway. Yes, which is why you don't need to do it. Just go through your natural motion and shoot the rock. The problems with baseball. Gordon Widmeyer joins me, and I promise you, you will want to hear this. It's next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.